1: Two Guys, Five Movies. This is one of your co-hosts, Chris Gasper. This is Frank Pelican. You're listening to The Quick Cage. And Frank, which Nick Cage movie are we going to be talking about tonight?
0: So tonight we're going to talk about the newly released Willy's Wonderland. Hmm. Um, came out on Video On Demand and a limited theatrical release on Friday. Um, so maybe the most current yeah. cage movie we've ever more, more, more
1: Yeah, followed by jiu I guess. Oh, oh yeah. But this was probably the most recent, I would say. Yeah,
0: I Maybe? guess we talked about we, we, we talked about color out of space pretty pretty soon after it's released
1: too. Yeah. we're just gonna call this um, the, the 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 most current. Okay, that's fine. For billing, sure. Um
0: so starring and produced by Mr. Gage, uh, directed by newcomer Kevin Lewis. Um it also stars a bunch of people that you've never heard of. Um, some character actors that you've seen before but nobody really of note Um, Cage plays a mute drifter whose car suffers a blowout riding through a small town Um, and he is tricked into performing janitorial services in a rundown children's animatronic arcade called Willy's Wonderland um, in exchange for them fixing his car. Um, it turns out that the town has been trapping people for 20 years into this job um, in order to sacrifice them to uh, the satanic cult of cannibalistic serial killers that now inhabits the animatronic bodies of the robots in Willy's Wonderland. Um, if you've played Five Nights at Freddy's, it's almost like... a like a tongue-in-cheek homage to that, although that game is pretty tongue-in-cheek, I guess. Right. I don't I don't find it scary, but same idea, you know, generally. Um, there's a group of kids who want to destroy Willy's Wonderland that live in the town that know that there's it's being used for nefarious purposes, or at least the people have, like, disappeared and died in there. So they try to break in while he's in there to, quote-unquote, rescue him, um, led by the stepdaughter of the town sheriff, um, played by an older lady. Uh, Beth Grant, I think, is
1: the actress's name. Yeah, Beth Grant is... Um, She's been in everything. Um, yeah, she's one of the ones that you would recognize, yeah. like, right off the bat. Donnie Darko, she's famous for, for being, like, the... Right, yeah. ...teacher there and so, stuff, yeah.
0: So... I pretty much just described the entire movie to you. I mean, Cage has to survive the night, but he's pretty nonplussed about being attacked by these animatronics. And he's generally able to dispatch them with little difficulty, like by just beating the shit out of them and destroying them. Um, With this really weird and unexplained conceit that every hour he has to stop what he's doing and drink an energy drink and play pinball on a pinball machine that's in the kitchen, um, with, which he remains unmolested, like, the entire time he's doing it, even though, um, he's being stalked by these animatronic, possessed serial killer, friggin' stuffed animals, I guess. Um, describing it, you can't really do it any kind of justice, and I wouldn't tell you that it's a good movie, but it's an entertaining movie. Um, for as excited as I was to see it, like, based on the premise of the idea of um, him being a janitor trapped in this um, child's amusement park is how it was described when I was first reading the, um, the descriptions of it before it came out. Um, but it's got some decent action sequences. Um, he does some really good... I don't know what you would call it, like, almost like pantomime acting. Uh, Because he doesn't speak a single line of dialogue in the whole movie. So everything is facial expressions and reactions. And most of the time, like I said, he just kind of seems like put out. Um, It's actually pretty (laughs) funny because like, you know, the premise being that if he cleans the whole place by morning, that they'll repair his car for free, like put new tires on it and whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, So every time he has to kill one of these things, it creates this. Huge mess of, like, blood and motor oil. I guess there's, like, some blackish liquid that comes out of them. So he resignedly has to, like, chop up their bodies and put them in trash bags and then clean what he already had cleaned. um, Just to make sure that, like, he's still cleaning the place. And by the end of the night, has the place completely cleaned and, you know, spick and span again. Right. Um, I think the movie would have... it's weird because like I read a few reviews of it afterwards and it's 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 like 64% on Rotten Tomatoes which I think is is a pretty accurate score for it like that's that's about where it is I think.
1: Yeah. Um slightly higher um audience score though.
0: Yeah. I mean that's I think that goes without saying just because it is kind of like a mindless like fun movie. Um It feels really repetitive at a certain point, like, because it's just the same thing over and over, and they go to great lengths to try and, like, invest personality in the, you know, this, like, creepy, like, menacing personality in the animatronics, but it it never really, like, comes to fruition. There's also a weird subplot where, um, Emily Tosta plays the stepdaughter, um, who... Ostensibly as a high school student, but who leaves with Nick Cage in the end after exchanging a couple of like, couple of like smoldering like sexy looks, I guess. Okay. (laughs) Like she kind of just gets in his car and drives away, and that's how the movie ends. So I don't know what's being implied there. Um, There's no nudity in it, even though it's got like a sex scene, like it's uh, a. a very PG sex scene in terms of like what's exposed and whatnot. Um, and it's just gratuitous. Like it's, it's just there to give reason for these two kids to get murdered. Um, even though everyone knows they're in this, you know, whatever, like haunted amusement park or whatever, and that people get killed in there, they still manage to find a reason to have sex, which is ridiculous. Um, yeah, I don't know. Like, I I really I, wish I had more to say about it.
1: Yeah, um, I mean, it's I mean, honestly, like listening to you describe it, like I I watched the trailer, I read about it a little bit, and like kind of knew what this movie was about. Kind of looking forward to it a little bit, just because we've been doing the quick cage so much. But it sounds like it was a little bit of a letdown from listening well, to you tell it. It feels really small. Mm-hmm. Like,
0: there's really only maybe four rooms and a couple of hallways that any action takes place in. And there's not like I mean I was thinking it would be more I don't know how to explain it. Like when you would go to like 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 Disneyland almost where there was you know Riverland and
1: sure like at, least, at and least like a Dutch wonderland or something even if it's right. not as big as Disneyland. Yeah, like a kind of like a smaller amusement park or something, yeah.
0: But with like themed things happening and you know, he whatever uses a pirate cutlass to kill one. And I don't, know. I mean like something, but in general, it's just, it's a very dark movie. So you don't really get much feel for any real set design or anything. Although it, it, it does kind of have the feeling of like a, not so much a Chuck E. Cheese, but more of like a, um, what was that? Like Showtime pizza,
1: mm-hmm.
0: the one with the um, the riverboat or whatever. Like it, it feels more like that. So I mean there is that sense of like minor, I guess like <clears throat> nostalgia. Um it's weird to not hear him talk. Yeah. Like I don't I don't understand I don't understand the decision for it unless it was meant to not have his personality take over the whole movie.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean I kinda like um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But again, it
0: just it, it it feels really small. If it wasn't for Nick Cage, I don't think it would be a movie that I probably ever would have watched. I don't believe
1: right, and I certainly wouldn't have paid twenty dollars to watch it if it wasn't. For Nick Cage. Had, uh, okay, I'll check that question off. Yeah, I'm writing down yeah. questions as you're talking. Okay,
0: I had another movie that I watched that I'm actually really looking forward to talking about. So we'll do that one next week. Um, okay. that's free streaming, and I like. I I have very mixed feelings about that, but it was still really interesting, and I think there's a lot of, like, good discussion to be had about the performances. And beyond Nick Cage, like, there's some other, like, really compellingly weird performances in it, but this one, it's all very, it's all played very straight. I mean, it it, it really, I don't know, it just really feels like, like, you and I have watched a lot of direct-to-video schlock over the past whatever year plus um and especially during covid and it, it just feels like disposable like any of them
1: yeah it's such I, a shame too because i i really thought with the amusement park thing that you were talking about yeah that's really disappointing that it's so small because i really thought do you know the Westlake the parker novel um Slayground, like where he ends up like going back for money that he stashed in an amusement park and like gangsters like track him down the amusement park and he's like picking them off kind of like one by one as they're like hunting in through the amusement park. Did you ever read that yeah. one?
0: No, I never read it. I, uh, read it.
1: I, I really thought that um, <sighs> it was going to be something like that, like utilizing all the space just with like, you know, in a kind of like comedy horror setting. And I thought that could have been really fun. That's really disappointing that they don't use the space um, to their it's advantage.
0: Not, the, the thing is, is it's not unfun. Like, and there's parts where I laughed. Mm-hmm. And there were parts where I was like, "Okay, that's that's kind of clever." And I mean, Nick, Nick Cage again—it's it's a good physical performance, and it—it it gives him a lot of credit that he's still—it's still one hundred percent Nick Cage, even though he never says anything, like just his faces and you know, like his mannerisms. Like you—you you can tell it's him. Um, it's like Latter Day. What's a good good analogy for it It reminds me of stuff like like running with the devil and um, mm. that heist movie the trust or whatever it was called yep. and mm-hmm. um, like like those movies and those movies with his performance like it's very very controlled and very straightforward, it's just again, like there's certain things that happen in it, and they don't really explain like why it's happening and i mean i I think the idea of like these so the premise is that there was this this dude um Jerry Robert Willis, who opened this place called Willie's Wonderland, but he was a serial killer, and he hired other serial killers, and they would like basically kidnap people that came to their whatever like children's arcade or whatever and murder them mm-hmm. and then the cops finally caught wind of it and they committed this ritual suicide sacrificing themselves to Satan Um and that's how they like inhabited the animatronics and they basically like were stalking people in the town and then the town made a, like a deal with the devil with them basically that if you leave everyone that lives in town alone, we'll draw people in and sacrifice them to you. So, like that, that, that premise is actually kind of interesting. And sure, it takes them a really long time to get to explaining that premise. I mean, you probably you don't really learn that until I don't remember how long this movie is like hour and 40 minutes, maybe,
1: uh, hour 28, 88,
0: 88 minutes. So, you maybe learn that like 40 minutes in,
1: yeah,
0: maybe more than that. But again, like there's a familiarity that it feels like Nick Cage, like, knows what's going on. And his weird, like, obsession with going to play pinball, and, like, there's one scene where um, Tasta is one of the few people left alive. It's him, him and her. And this, um, chameleon weird, like, I don't know, like, pedophilic-seeming like, chameleon thing with, like, a long, snaky tongue, which is actually, like, some pretty good animation, and um the costuming is good in it so it's attacking her and he's about to kill it and then his his wristwatch alarm goes off telling him that his hour's up so he immediately stops fighting it and leaves her and goes and plays pinball and drinks an energy drink and basically during the time that it takes him to drink the energy drink he's playing pinball and it's just
1: yeah it's
0: It's just a really weird conceit, and, like, without explaining it at all through, like, any kind of dialogue or flashback, you're just kind of, like, all right. Like, I guess
1: you were just being weird to be weird. Right, yeah. Yeah, I can see where that's almost, like, off-putting to me, like, when you describe it.
0: There's a movie that's on Shudder, maybe, Mm -hmm. that I haven't watched yet called Among the Living that takes place in an abandoned um, amusement park. Mm -hmm. um, Where these two, like urban explorers are going through this abandoned park and they see according to the description a clown like dragging this woman in chains into one of the abandoned like amusement rides and like to me like that's kind of what i was thinking it would be sure is that yeah he's well, somehow stuck in it I, I don't know
1: yeah. what is the name of that there's there a movie that's it's up on netflix now it was on prime for a while Maybe that's the same one we're talking about. Yeah, it's probably the same one we're talking about. Um, I've watched that movie. Yeah. Um, yeah, I
0: almost watched it today, but then I watched it. Yeah, so it's, no. it's on Amazon.
1: It's on Netflix now, and I think yeah, it's on Shutter. maybe. I can't remember the name of it. I watched that movie. Um, it has evil in the title of it. Um, I'm pretty sure. Evil? Um, I think so. It has the word evil in it somewhere, I think. Um Unless it's a completely different movie that we're talking about. But it also takes place, the one I'm thinking of, it takes place in like this kind of like a, a little amusement park that's like done up for Halloween. Um, and it has like haunted rides and, you know, all that kind of stuff. Um, yeah, this
0: movie, the movie I'm talking about is called, um, it's available on Prime. It's called Among the Living.
1: Okay, nah. This is a different one that I'm thinking of. Um, I'll see if I can figure out what it is. But um, French. Oh, okay. No, this is definitely a low budget um, American. Are you Davidon. That's the French title. Um. <clears throat> so, I was looking up uh the guy that plays that serial killer. Um. Grant Kramer is the actor's name. Uh. And yeah, he was the lead in *Killers Clowns from Outer Space*. So, I do know that guy. He's the only other person besides Beth Grant, that I know... Well, he's, he's only crazy. in it
0: for, like, literally 45 seconds. Mm, okay. It's just in one flashback. Come, comeback role, yeah. <clears throat> oh, he was in Hard Bodies, too, apparently. Oh, yeah, he was. And New Year's Evil. Hmm. He was the
1: killer in New Year's Evil. Huh. i would never seen that, I don't think. He was you
0: know. on YNR. Yeah, for-
1: yeah, yeah. I, I saw that. I wasn't going to mention that. I figured. Um, oh, you know. I figured you would always mention that. I do know. I I know the second character he played, Adam Hunter from the '90s. I, I do know that character. So, how do you think they got away with basically ripping off um, Five Nights at Freddy's?
0: <laughs> um, because it, it's pretty, pretty
1: damn similar.
0: Yeah, I don't. I don't know the story. I don't know like the mythology behind Five Nights at Freddy's. So my guess is it's got to
1: be at least dissimilar enough where there's not. I'm like sh- a- yeah, the mythology I think is dissimilar, but still, like you know, I mean, I don't know. Like I don't know. I mean, that's you know,
0: there's other amusement parks slash funhouse. I mean, funhouse alone, like that that movie, like themed horror movies. I've
1: never seen that. Is that based off the Dean Koontz novel? Yes. Okay. All right.
0: Um, I don't know. You know, they're um. There's that one indie movie that takes place in Disneyland where people are getting murdered in Disneyland. I can't remember what it's called. Um, I don't know. I mean, I guess it's just like it's a niche thing that Five Nights at Freddy's is popular enough that it's something that you could rip off. The the guy made a the director made a short film based on it and then wrote the script and then Cage, I guess, read the script and decided he was interested and they optioned it and he decided to produce it, so Gotcha.
1: That movie that I'm thinking of is called Hellfest. Um,
0: oh, yeah. I've seen that on um, on Netflix and whatever. Prime, it, I think.
1: Yeah, it just came up on Netflix recently because I watched it on Prime like three months ago. And then it came up on Netflix. And Netflix thinks I've never seen it. So they just keep telling me you should watch this. And... Yeah, it's so. No way. Um
0: if you ever have a chance to watch it for free it's it's not a bad way to waste 88 minutes but it's not um it's definitely not something that you should push yourself to to seek out or like feel like you have to watch and honestly like even as somebody who you know feels like he has to watch every nick cage movie or has been tasked himself with watching every nick cage movie or whatever um I feel like if I wouldn't have wanted to like be ahead of the fact that it was a new release and talk about it like in real time on the podcast, I probably would not have would not have rented it for that much money. So, right. right. I wanted it to be a much more positive review. I was really excited when I watched it.
1: Yeah, I was. I was kind of excited um, when you brought it up because I wasn't expecting it tonight. Um, but yeah, that's 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 disappointing. I guess.
0: Yeah, I was super stoked all day at work yesterday because I was like, oh, I'm gonna go home. I'm gonna make myself dinner. I'm gonna watch this this movie. You know, I was all hyped yeah, to watch it and then Sure. disappointed, and then I rented another movie after that, and that was disappointing too.
1: So <laughs> How much how much did you spend on disappointment for those two movies? Thirty bucks. Hmm. Too much. Yeah. I don't know if like gone to see too well, that's still about the same, or, right? Going to see two movies more. in the theater. Little yeah. More. If I would have bought like a drinks or something,
0: right? Which I would not have done. So, <laughs> right. But you know, I would have had to drive there and spend gas money, and inevitably would have gone to the bar and had a had lunch. And
1: right, right. That's true.
0: So, it would have ended up being a lot more money in the long run.
1: You think this would have been any more fun in the theater? This movie. Yeah,
0: I do. Yeah, Yeah. I think with other people reacting to it and Mm -hmm. being able to talk about it afterwards and like make fun of it with other people that had seen it, I think it would have been more enjoyable. Um, I think there's something like as much as I appreciate being able to sit on my couch and um, watch new release movies uh, pretty consistently, I still feel like I lose something by not having that like there's something about that like five or six minutes it takes you to get from the theater to the outside where you're kind of still like digesting what you've seen and you know, waiting to talk about it and like then you step out and you get like the air. You don't have like the canned air of the theater mm-hmm. anymore. And is there something about, um something about that part of the experience that's lost where it's over and you kind of just hit stop and then you're just still sitting in the same spot and, still not doing shit, so, I don't know.
1: Yeah, I, yeah, I think that's, I guess, like, over time, I'm starting to maybe almost adopt Ebert's thoughts on, some thoughts on, like, movies and stuff in the sense that, like, a movie, you know, has a specific purpose, specific genre, a specific way that it's either trying to make you feel, or, like, you know, like, you know, something like that, like, and, um, and I was thinking a lot about this, like, last night, because I texted you and Easter, like, that I was watching Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy, because um, apparently I'm just watching everything that was made 10 years ago now um, that I didn't see. But it's, like, it's a thriller, right? It's a spy thriller. And it's, like, I wasn't thrilled, so it failed. like right. You know? And I think, like, you know... Um, like seeing, like I, I do think an audience can kind of reflect things. So it's like if this is supposed to be kind of like a horror comedy, which, like you know, maybe seeing people laugh like around you, or you know, seeing people like you said react to different things, like it can, I think, increase like the feelings you have about the movie.
0: You know. Yeah, agreed. I, um, so, so here's the thing. Like I watched, I watched St. Maude the other day,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and it was something that I've really been. Really been excited to watch for a few months now. Um, So I finally got to see it. And I was very... Stunned isn't the right word, but like... I reflected for probably about 10 minutes on that movie just sitting here... Like paused on the end credits. Like just thinking about it. And that was fine. Because it was a really intensely personal experience. And I think that some movies work in that way where they are just like... Like, being with an audience might even have the opposite reaction where it makes you angry that there's other people sharing that experience with you and you just want it to be like... Mm -hmm. Like, I sort of felt that way about The Lighthouse, in a way. Like, I've been... and, And Midsummer too, honestly. Like, I enjoyed... And I saw... I saw Midsummer with Orion and I saw Lighthouse with you and Orion. Yeah, and I felt
1: the negativity. Felt more, the negativity from that woman when during the lighthouse kind of like upset your experience a little bit. Maybe I mean yeah. I definitely felt a bigger
0: connection to both those movies mm-hmm. watching them privately in the comfort of my home, and I appreciate both those movies a lot more than I did upon first viewing. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if it's like because immediately after Midsummer, Ryan's like, "All oh, that movie was awful. That movie sucked." And I had problems with it too. So, like, I was immediately like, "Yeah, you know what? You're right." Like, I didn't like it either. But I've watched it Midsummer four times now, and I really like. I love Midsummer. But I think it's because being able to watch it alone and think about it afterwards without any other external stimulus, there's something to be said for that. But I understand. You think? You think about us going to watch what was it, Clerks Two? Right? We watched Clerks Two. Mm. In a crowded auditorium. I think it was Clerks 2 that we saw, right? We did. yep. So we watched that in a crowded auditorium. hmm With people being, like, loud and laughing. And right. it actually enhanced my Agreed. appreciation of that movie. Whereas I don't know if I ever would have cared to watch Clerks 2 independent of like that movie going experience and i don't think i would have appreciated it as much so i don't know sure
1: i always think of that way and it's been mentioned before i brought it up i think like us talking but um on air but uh slither always impacts me like that like i've watched slither since then and i still think slither is a good horror comedy um maybe the best of that one of the best I've seen from like that decade, or even a couple decades. Like I think it's a fantastic car comedy, but there was a certain feeling that went along that like created almost a sense of nostalgia, I guess, or like good feelings or good vibes towards it because of the experience of just being in the theater, even with like what was it, ten other people at most? I mean, maybe um, yeah, it
0: was it was a couple of couples because it was
1: like right around Valentine's Day. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I I I love that movie, but. As much as I still like it, I still think it's a great movie. um, It's very funny. It's very gross, you know, because there's so much like body horror. Um, There's something about that theater experience that's like giving me like good feelings towards it, and that will never go away. I mean, yeah, I agree with that. Although we still haven't, we still haven't talked about Midsummer, have we? On a podcast, yeah.
0: It really doesn't fit
1: anywhere yet. Yeah. It'll happen someday. I'll watch it again, and maybe I'll feel better about it. But I watched in the privacy of my own home, and um still didn't have those feelings. So.
0: It's because you're a Philistine.
1: <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. Pretty movie. Beautiful movie. Extremely well filmed. Uh, you don't well, have
0: the heart to appreciate it.
1: Well acted, too, I guess. But, um, but yeah. Oh, uh, so that's so, disappointing. Yeah. yeah. Whatever. That's disappointing. I'm disappointed a little bit. Um, I, th- I I hoped it would be better, but
0: I mean, I'll be honest with you. If I would have been like blown away by it, I would have texted you immediately and been like, "Hey, like, just so you know, this movie's pretty great." Yeah, and, and we're I, gonna st- I, and I
1: still wouldn't have spent the twenty dollars, but um,
0: <laughs> but
1: yeah, you don't have
0: the you don't have the cage dedication that I have.
1: I do not. Um, you are cage dedication. Definitely... <laughs> um yeah, but uh okay, so this pushes back uh that filmography a little bit more, but um we're up to date, I guess. Um I've seen every movie that he's released in twenty twenty one. Okay, so we can check that off, right? Um
0: <laughs> I've actually finished a couple other decades too. We hmm. just haven't talked about the movies yet. Nice. Not decades. Um decades. years.
1: Right. Yeah. Years. Yeah. yeah. Um, decades would be pretty impressive. Um, yeah, so I, God, it, uh, I don't know. I, I, I listened for the first time, and I'll be honest, a, co- a couple months, like I, I used to be more diligent about listening to the podcast, um, just to kind of like see things that we can improve upon and those kind of things, but I haven't done it in like a couple months, but I did listen to some of the our 100th episode, um, you know, and, you know, drips and drabs, uh, and, um, it's still crazy to me that like uh we have a hundred episodes there and we have over fifty episodes here. Um Yeah. It's 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 wild. Like plus
0: another dozen like yeah rando whatever. Yeah. Yeah, like
1: our like, you know, uh uh in
0: memoriams and retrospectives and Yeah, Hill
1: House and um Fly yeah. Manor and all that kind of stuff. I mean yeah. No, it's um it's pretty wild. But yeah, I'm um I'm looking forward to completing this um some some month, year. Um you and me both, buddy. And um but I'm really looking forward to uh, you know, the next hundred episodes, um in terms of the the primary like broadcast. Um and we got a good episode for one oh one, so um I'm Really excited to talk about all this. Oh, yeah, it is black docky dramas. So,
0: all right. So you want some? you want some ratings here on this shit.
1: Yeah, yeah, Give it to
0: me. Um. So I don't think that this can be rated on the traditional cage performance scale. Shit. Just because it's so different, so I'm going to give it a B minus. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um. Right. Yeah. Again, like I, I think it's clearly him. You can see his mannerisms. Mm-hmm. You can feel like his energy. It's a eight point.
1: That's a eight point two five, you know. Okay, that's fine, but it it, okay. <laughs> it loses, it just loses something
0: without his voice. Like that's a big part of his acting is his sure. delivery, and the weird cadences that he finds and weird like dialects that he invents. Um, so you lose something without that being there. The movie itself is a, it's it's a six out of ten. I mean, it's it's not a terrible movie. It's in it's you know entirely watchable. You can tell that they the dude that made it had a lot of love for what he was making, but it just, it just falls flat in a lot of ways, so. And it's just so, I don't know. It's so sterile for being, like, a slasher movie. Yeah. Like, there's some gruesome deaths, and they feel just completely, you you feel disconnected. It's got James Wan syndrome, where everything just feels fucking fat. (laughs) And, like, too, like, like, meaty, and it just feels like things in
1: costumes. I, I don't. Is there a uh, quick question? Uh, I hate to keep going, but now that you mentioned James Wan, is there ever going to be a James Wan movie that makes a podcast in a positive way? I don't know what it would be. Right. I think that we need to, um, some October, um, just do like a. A retrospective as an episode on James Wan Uh. and just finally lay into this motherfucker. (laughs) Because he's responsible for some of the worst like horror and the worst tropes in horror, I think, of the past 15 years. What's
0: this malignant movie that's 2021? I have no idea. Um, It's Uh, a horror thriller directed by him. Uh, I don't know. It doesn't say what it's about. Yeah. It comes out September 10th, 2021, so you got a long time to wait. McKenna Grace is in it, so get excited.
1: Why do I know that name?
0: McKenna Grace? Yeah. She played Faith Newman in The (laughs) Unrestled. <laughs> Touche um, she, she was in Haunting of Hill house
1: yep, um yep, I know exactly who she is, yeah, okay, yep, yeah she played uh young okay young theo yep gotcha yep, that was before they aged uh faith movement but, uh, yeah <laughs> uh
0: she's also in um the Ghostbusters Afterlife that will never, never come out. Which is disappointing Yeah, they're just, oh,
1: fuck, I forgot about that movie. Yeah, they're just holding that bitch
0: back, aren't they? It's one of those ones that they say needs to be seen in a the theater so they're not going to release it. It's like fucking Green Knight. Yeah. That's why I was so amazed when St. Maud was streaming. I was like, fuck, like, I finally can watch this goddamn movie. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. That's, um. yeah, I forgot all about that movie. Yeah, I'm, I was excited to see that, like, yeah. It looks um, good, and you'll never see it. God, this girl's played young everything. Young Sabrina Spellman in the new, like, Sabrina. Um, young Carol Danvers in, um Captain Marvel. Yeah, no wonder I know her name. Okay. This Ghostbusters
0: movie is now slated to be released on November 11th, 2021.
1: Do you think it's possible that we'll be back in a theater in November, you and I? I could be it's possible that you could be too.
0: Will there be a theater open to go back to, I guess is the question.
1: Um, sh- sh- yes. Cause uh, well, AMC got bailed out, right? Fuckers. Um, and um, in contrast to AMC, um, uh, uh, Regal's been uh, running their business like properly, I think in order to survive. So um, yeah. So, yeah, I think well, as the- long as
0: we have one of those places we can go, then, yeah, we could be in a theater. Yeah, I'm starting to think it's
1: possible. Um, We'll see.
0: I mean, yeah. it feels better once you get your first shot. You know, like I get my second shot next week, so I at least will be
1: vaccinated. Yeah, I mean, I think that's a ease of mind to some degree, you know, i um, it certainly doesn't, like, you know, stop you from possibly spreading, you know, so there still has to be, you know, people being sure. careful there. Um, and, you know... Look, I'm not
0: going to change my life. Right. Now, now right. significantly.
1: Sure. You know, I, what I was saying the other day, like, you know, and thinking about, you know, getting that, you know, getting vaccinated was that when you come over and, like, you know, when it's actually a little damn warmer outside um, and, like... Uh, like I get go inside and get a cup of coffee for you and bring it out it's like I don't feel like I need to like turn my head away from you and stretch my hand out um as far as possible to hand you the cup of coffee um you know and it's like that'll be a nice thing where I can just hand you a goddamn cup of coffee
0: yeah I mean that'll be once it gets warmer I think we'll be in that position so that's nice yeah
1: right so yeah Um, But yeah, I mean, hopefully things keep on track. I mean, numbers are going down, vaccination numbers are going up, so we'll see. But hopefully by, you know, the end of the year, we can kind of get some semblance normal back where it's a little safer to maybe three of us to go sit in the movie theater, you know, distance from other people, maybe still, but feel comfortable doing it. Yeah, I hope so. So hopefully we'll be seeing Ghostbusters in the theater. But that's exciting. Yeah, I forgot about that movie even existing because I like that trailer a lot. <clears throat> so okay, so B minus. What did you grade the movie? I forgot already. It's like a six. Okay. All right. Yeah. I was hoping for better, but that's still decent, I guess. Right. If
0: when, when you have the chance to watch it for free on Netflix in like six months, just go ahead and watch it. Give yeah. up the eighty eight minutes and just turn your mind off. But you know, I wouldn't say Perfect. seek it out and pay for it.
1: Perfect perfect runtime. Most perfect runtime ever. That's why really know, that's why I noted noted it immediately. It was like that's eighty-eight minutes. Like um my perfect runtime. Feels like hundred and six, so just, just keep that in mind. Right. Well Tinker Taylor Soldier Spy was two hours and seven minutes It felt like four hours. So um I, I, my, my my stamina is increasing, I think, through these movies. But Okay, so good movie next week, though, right? Because you promised me one um, last week.
0: A fun movie to talk
1: about. (laughs) I guess I'll take it. All right, thank you for listening, everybody. Yep, have a good night. night.